You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Summer is officially here. You get, up, you get up real early in the morning, it's already humid. You know, what are we going to do about it? Russell Bone is in the house, along with Lars Anderson. Stop complaining about it. You're Jay the same Barker person that complains show. it's too cold, and then you can't wait for it to get hot, and then you complain about a it. A little bit you hot, a little shut bit up. cold. All right, let's goes. start this on a really, really deep topic here. Yeah. A little bit hot, a little bit cold. Which one would you choose? Oh, I go cold all the time. I'm a Midwestern guy. Yeah, you, me too. I'm Midwestern. Here's the thing. When you're cold, you can always get warm. When you're yeah. hot, you can't always get cold. You can't take off you your can. skin. By the way, I was at uh, I was at Legion Field this past weekend, and, and, and this is this is I'm gonna use this as a platform here. We're at Legion Field there for the uh, the Breakers and the uh, Stallions. Uh, Boy, what they, a well played game. barn burner! Yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> hey, we won. That that counts for everything. Uh, and, and it's the second ten to nine. It's the second, second Stallions game. I went. I saw them beat, of course, uh, the uh, the New Orleans uh, squad twenty six sixteen the week before, and 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 my son. Uh, was down there as well, and I ran into him, and he's like, you know, the one thing about playing down here at Legion Field will make you realize how good you have it at Protective Life Stadium. And so I was like, absolutely. What's up, Jay Bird? And I was like, absolutely. So we're sitting. They made everyone sit in the bottom third 
of Legion Field on the sunny side for the game. Oh, oh that's for TV. I don't care. Don't I don't care. I don't care what Fox sees on TV. There must have been maybe two or three thousand people there. It was so hot that they continually came out with these announcements that Section 34 and 35 had a mister, which I mean was. And then only at the beginning of the fourth quarter did they allow people after there was heat exhaustion, people were having heat strokes. Seriously. It's like, oh, by the way, you can move over to sections seven and eight, which is on the other side of the stadium, in order to, and I, not, nothing against the Stallions, but the people down at Legion Field, I was like, what, what are we doing here? I mean, we were sitting, it was 96 degrees, we're sitting in the hot sun, and then only in the fourth quarter did they allow people to start moving over to the shady side, and I'm like, why are we saving this stadium? Why aren't we letting people sit wherever they want to? It's $10 tickets, and it's general admission. That's the whole idea of these Stallions games, and I enjoyed the game itself. I thought it was fantastic. They did a wonderful job. But, I mean, that's another reason where I'm kind of like, why are they pigeonholing us all? And I realize it was for television, and it had to look good for television. But let's be real here, man. We know exactly what's going on. We know how many people are there. People are watching it on TV going, I can see there's nobody there, which is fine. So why make the people that did spend the time and their money and their resources to be there to watch this wonderful football what? team have to sit in the sun for four and a half hours? What just, was the So what do you really think about this? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was sitting down there, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I said, there's yeah. shade over there, and you got people passing out in the stands. I mean, it was, And they wouldn't let you over there? No, only at the beginning of the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, they opened sections seven and eight. So, and half the stadium moved over to that side, yeah. and, and then, of course, it was comfortable. And I just, I, I, it just was not good hospitality. I don't know who's running that show down there. I don't know who's doing that, but I can't wait to get back to protective life. And what was the... Was there any pregame tailgating? Like, or is there any? What is there? Like, was there a vibe? But like, this is a no a deal going no, on here. No, I was I was explaining uh, to several of my friends. You know, back when Alabama obviously played uh, three home games down there, and including the Iron Bowl, just how crazy it used to be down there. And uh, just nothing like that. And and good for the people that live in and around the Graymont area. They made some money, you know, selling some parking spots and stuff like that. It was great to. I like going to Legion Field. I understand the importance of that place. I think it's the first. You like the Tide and Tiger? Come on, Tide Tiger's closed, (laughs) man. That place. What was Jay? What was the attendance like in the for the first incarnation of the Birmingham Stallions? Uh, it was, was great. The, was the town into it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was 35,000 people. Don't you, Jay? Does that 35, 40,000? Yeah. They would show up every they week. Played, yeah. They played the New Jersey Generals just like they yeah. used this year. Mm-hmm. And didn't they have Flutie? And they Herschel? Had, yeah, Herschel, Herschel Walker. Flutie. Yeah. You had Cliff Stout for the Stallions. You had Joe Cribbs. You had Joey Joe Jones. Cribs, yeah. You had uh, Buddy Adelette. You had... He had a lot of recognizable names of guys. And, and then you had these, these guys who were getting paid big money that were signed by the USFL at that time. So I, mean, I remember going out with my dad, and, I mean, it was it was a packed house. I mean, or I say packed house, but it felt like it was. I mean, it felt like it wasn't an Alabama game, but it was still a great crowd. And and I think they're getting that at Protective. I think Protective yeah. has been great. I think that Garth Brooks concert, to be honest, is going to help. Absolutely. That when they bring it back Huge. for Protective Stadium to, to host the game, the people are going to go, I'm going to go back and just to enjoy the stadium and, and be a part of this. And um, didn't realize that we had this in Birmingham. So I think that's going to be big. But um, – Man, it's awesome that you went out to support them. But, you know, again, as you said, it's called self-awareness. There there were no hot dogs. (laughs) There were no hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's just. There were no Legion Field. There were no no hot dogs at Legion Field. All All the concession stands had popcorn and water. And I was like, and candy. And I was like, where are the hot dogs? There were no hot dogs at Legion Field. I almost had some soft drinks. Yeah, but I mean, it was like four things. But you could not. You either had to go to a food truck and get a bowl of gumbo or wait. 
45 minutes for a, a cheeseburger through, I think. It's or, probably or a lot tougher than we think it is, I guess. I, well, I, I well, if you're going to do it, the do season, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, they're not going to serve hot dogs there were six much games for the other down games. There. there were six games. They played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, you're really hacked off about this, well, aren't no, you? No, but I mean, like, you I'm, just I'm, take a chill pill. I'm going down there to spend my resources. <laughs> I'm going down to Legion Field, but quite frankly, a lot of people obviously didn't want to go back down to Legion Field. They're like, I'll wait to the next game. Of per-. And I understand because of Garth Brooks, they couldn't do that. So I'm like, open yourself up. They just... They were inviting the people to come down to Legion Field Friday night to see the new LED lighting in the towers. Yeah, on television, they were saying, come on down and see our new LED lighting towers. And I'm assuming they're doing it for the World Games. I'm like, first of all, I'm not driving all the way to Graymont to see new LED lighting in the towers at least at the old <laughs> who, gray lady. Who urinated in his Cheerios this morning? Put under the 600,000. I got to go back to Chill Pill. Like, uh, is it? Should we gag it with a spoon? I don't know. Gag oh. with a spoon? What if that was my first experience my with the Birmingham Stallions? What if, was it, what if that was my first experience watching the Birmingham Stallions? Mm-hmm. I, I would not go back. And, and nothing against the football team because the football team won their, their great football team. They, they deserved better than that. But the fact that we're – listen, I know TV, the money, I know it makes the world go round. But for Fox to sit there and say, okay, then move your cameras to the other side so we can sit oh, in the shade. Oh, that's a logistical – that's a probability. Yeah. yeah. It's 96 yeah, degrees. Switch the feel for, yeah. for, for, oh, yeah. So I had to so so, so I, so I waited First like a little problem. So I waited, I waited to get uh, some, some nachos, some fully loaded nachos, because it was, the, it was the smallest line. And eating right. nachos in 96 degree weather ain't particularly smart either with jalapenos. So I had it. So I go to the top of the section <laughs> yeah. to sit in the section above because it's right. a mess. And a guy walks over and he goes, hey, uh, you can't sit up here. And I said, I'm sitting on the right side, and everyone was sitting below me, and it was packed. I mean, they had us packed into these two sections. There were people, you were sitting side by side next to people. There wasn't wow. no room. They had everyone packed into these two sections. And I said, I said, well, I got these notches. He goes, yeah, they, they're not going to allow you to sit up here. And I was one row behind that section. I was like, really? So I had to go down there and unload all my stuff uh, in the midst of a ton of other people, and we were all crap. I, I just, it just rubbed me wrong. Okay. okay. They're like, sit down, tall guy. Shut up. It, it just amplifies the fact. Crowd was great. It, it, it I mean, amplifies it. it. Hey, this is excuse a, me, sir. This is a we TV sit under production. The, yeah. It's a TV production, and you were we a pawn. Sit under the in shade that. of your yeah. nose. And I, 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 I yeah, exactly. I had people texting me going, "Man, there's nobody down there." I'm like, "Well, they doing it for TV. It's supposed to look like there's a ton of people down here." So I'm glad you're seeing what I'm seeing. There maybe you know they do that at Protective there. Life too. Yeah, you know well, that. in Protective Life, you can get up and, and walk around. Uh, but there's but there's no sun just, at protective just, life, so they wouldn't get hot stadium. sitting on that yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, Tony, we all keep going to protective. Maybe it's because I have a lot of history with that stadium. I, I, with listen, Legion Field, give us yeah. a little background on that. I did, I did the one man wave there, uh, upper deck or lower deck? Uh, yeah, well, we upper deck for the Rolling Stones. The yeah. Rolling Stones was the concert that almost wrecked that place. How they many took the upper deck down after the Rolling they Stones? They did. Yeah, they did. How many people were at that? We were talking about yesterday, at least sixty, right? Oh, it was eighty something thousand. Was it eighty thousand? Yeah, because wow. the upper deck was there was full. Wait, it was so probably yeah, close to ninety. Didn't it start crumbling like during? Uh, I remember they were playing. They were sympathy for the devil. And sympathy going, for the devil. And that and, whole and thing was, started shaking a little bit. And then right after that, it was U two, and then Pink Floyd did their surround sound. It was the first day where they did surround sound at, at, at Legion Field, and remember, there was a lot of things being passed at that concert. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> they did surround sound at Legion Field. It was great. It was it was wonderful experience. Sodas up and down the line. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it was it was smoky. It was fun. <laughs> was the Rolling Stones? You think the most highly attended concert in Birmingham history? Eighty thousand. Oh yeah, 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 80. definitely. Because the U two the U two concert didn't sell out, neither did Pink Floyd. 
but the Rolling Stones did. And I was there in 1989. But I will say the other thing that got a lot of attendance was the soccer yeah. Um, came oh, it was it was not. Packed. There were ninety thousand people there. Yeah. I was there. It was it was a very yeah. very cool event, and this may surprise some. That's the loudest crowd at Legion Field I've ever heard. Is that Olympics? Because, yeah, when they scored the first goal, it was a friendly with Mexico, right? And they scored like ten minutes into the game, but it was the loudest I'd ever heard. Guess why? Everybody was pulling for the same team, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They played that Guatemala there. I took my kids down there. Was that who they like, played? I got not, a couple of Guatemalans Mexico. living in my house. Yeah, they yeah. do my landscaping. They, um, <laughs> they, it's his it's kids. Yes, yeah, my so kids. Are listening. It's okay, I can say that. They're my Guatemalan kids. <laughs> now we went down oh, yeah. to see them play Guatemala. You adopted, right? I, so. they, ado they adopted me, yes. <laughs> I love that TikTok where the guys are like, uh, yeah, I just got through cutting this woman's grass. And I walked aside. She said she wasn't going to pay me. And I said, why? She said, you're my husband. <laughs> And they, all these guys have done these TikToks where they're out doing the mowing their grass and stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, we'll continue with Tony Curry. We got uh, Kip Kiefer. Kip Kiefer's going to join us here. We're getting ready for the Triple Crown coming up uh, this weekend. Yeah, from Belmont, the longest uh, longest race of the Triple Crown. So I want to get his thoughts on that. Maybe we'll make some money. All right. We are presented by Top Golf for Birmingham. Got at the Top Golf, the bowling of this generation, whether it's before or after those USFL games. Great tailgating place and a great place for charity events, birthday parties, bachelorette, bachelor parties. And so much more. You enjoy Top Golf Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street, Oxford, and go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Tony Curry in the house. Tony Curry Radio Network. Lars Anderson and Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. Thanks for joining us here on this Tuesday edition. We will continue on the other side. Kip Kiefer coming up. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 89, tonight's low 70. Or tomorrow a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, welcome back in. And, um, and I'll, I'll say this as a player and even as a fan, I really enjoyed having games at Legion Field. We were talking about Legion Field earlier, and um, I missed that. Uh, there was something about it, you know, that, and I think, too, the Birmingham alumnus and a lot of the boosters who probably are your biggest boosters at the university lived in Birmingham or Huntsville and these other areas. And uh, But playing there two or three times a year, usually three times a year, you always played Tennessee there because yep. they wanted the bigger stadium for that. You played Auburn there that had the bigger stadium at that time. And then now, and then you had like an off uh, Louisiana Tech, somebody like that that you'd play. But uh, now the stadium at Tuscaloosa is so much bigger and better than uh, than it is at Legion Field. All right, we got Belmont. They should have up. one final. Iron Bowl? Iron Bowl there and, and plow it. <laughs> plow it. <laughs> sure. So I, I don't know what the place makes as far as, I don't even know if it pays for itself. I know they, they sink about $600,000. Do you think it's going to, ultimately, will it get bulldozed? No, yeah. because I think it'll be too expensive to bulldoze it. 
What are you going to do with it? Let it sit well, there and decay? I mean, there's some people talking about turning it into a museum or something like that, and that's fine. But, I mean, there's a lot of parts of it just... They still frankly. play high school games? But I'll go down there to see the LED lining for the World Games. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right, Kip Kiefer is uh, yeah. up and ready to roll. Let's get with him. We get the Belmont Stakes coming up uh, as well. And we had him on last time talking about the uh, Kentucky Derby. But, uh, Tony, I'll let you take over here because this is... Uh, your your forte yeah, da- down, the, down the stretch he comes uh, Rich Strike of course uh, the first healthy horse since 1985 to miss the Preakness uh, after running and of course winning the Kentucky Derby uh, a couple weeks back is not getting ready to go off at 8-1 to one, uh, this Saturday at Belmont the Belmont Stakes and Kip Kiefer the executive director of the Birmingham Race Course Casino now joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network Kip what's going on man how are you hey Tony Jay fellas glad to be back on board Great to have you on the show, and uh, thanks again for allowing me to be on uh, Want to Bet, which you can see, of course, every Saturday morning at 1130 on uh, the CW uh, Channel 21. Enjoyed doing the show with you last uh, couple weeks, and we'll continue to do that. Um, Yeah, one thing we talked about in this particular race, and again, that was the first time in in so long that a a healthy horse did not run in the second leg, and of course, which really poo-poos the idea of 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 a triple crown, which obviously can't happen. But the thing interesting, and I, and I use the analogy of, of college basketball teams, you see like a 15 or a 14 seed maybe go off at a 17 to 18 point dog, you know, against a Duke or, or, or Virginia or whoever else in the first couple rounds, and they get hot. And next thing you know, towards the end of the run, maybe the third or fourth round in the NCAA tournament, they're only like a five or six point dog to these teams where three weeks ago they would have been a 20 point dog. You've got a horse that went off at 81 to 1. And obviously ran from 17th and rich strike. Now goes off to eight to one. Is that a good value? It, it looks like maybe Vegas and the tracks are uh, allowing this horse to still get some pretty good value, despite the fact that it won one of the most important horse races in history. Yeah, they they just drew the post positions this morning, Tony, and uh, two horses defected at the last minute. So we're down to a field of eight. So it's a real compact wow. field for one of these classic races. If you remember, just a couple of weeks ago. We had 20 in a cavalry charge at Churchill Downs, so only eight starters, and the morning line now has been adjusted. Some surprises there, but Rich Strike is all the way down as the third choice right now in the morning line that just came out a few minutes ago, 7-2 to two now. So instead of getting $163 back on, on the Derby for your $2 win ticket, now you're going to have to settle for 9 bucks if the morning line holds steady. That's uh, that's kind of crazy. Kip Kiefer joins us here, the executive director of the Birmingham Racecourse uh, Casino. And, of course, we're getting ready for the Triple Crown. You can see a show on the CW on uh, Saturday morning. Prior to, of course, uh, post time, right around 6.39 Eastern time coming up on Saturday night. So uh, I'm looking at Rich Strike, and I'm seeing how this horse ran. And, of course, the, the aerial view of how this horse came from 17th back and how it meandered through the crowd was unbelievable. You know more about horses than anyone I know. Fluke, can he pull it off again at the Belmont? And I know there's also a horse called We the People, We the People, that may have something to say about whether he wins or not. Yeah, you know, nobody ever really was more familiar with whatsoever until just a couple of weeks ago. He did try to qualify for the Derby. He ran in the Arkansas Derby, hoping to get uh, at least a second place finish. Fifty points would have gotten him in. And he ran abysmally uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Did not uh, show up for that race, um, and so they they rerouted away from Kentucky. They went to Belmont uh, three weeks ago, and the uh, I, I hate the term, but it's the prep race 
for the Belmont, which really isn't the prep race. The prep race for the Belmont is the Preakness, which is in Maryland, but we won't uh, we won't uh, split hairs there. But anyway, the Peter Pan Stakes has historically been for New York-based horses the uh, prelude to the Belmont. It's only a mile and an eighth. This, of course, is a mile and a half. And we, the people, lit up a very weak field. I mean, he just dominated the race, led every step of the way, and predicated on a workout that he had earlier this week where he turned in a blazing uh, four furlong work, which is just a little bit less than a half a mile in uh, 47.8 seconds, which is insanely fast. Uh, That combined with, you know, and I know this is going to shock you guys when I tell you that there is New York bias among New Yorkers. I mean, I know that's a shocking revelation. But uh, because their Peter Pan winner at Belmont uh, ripped off that impressive win and had that fast work, he is now the morning line favorite over horses that have been running, actually, in the Kentucky Derby and Preakness, the Triple Crown Tournament. He is the two-to-one morning line favorite. So I I really uh, color me skeptical on that. As far as Rich Strike, real quick, uh, to answer your question, I mean, you talk about the perfect storm of circumstances that led to that win. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to disparage what he did. It was amazing. It was remarkable. Eighty-one to one came from dead last, hugged the rails, saved ground. It completely benefited, though, from the most sizzling pace in Kentucky Derby history. You're not going to get that this time. It's going to be more of a meandering kind of tactical race, and. Uh, so I, I I I think the horse certainly is capable, but you know I, I I'm I'm going to believe it when I see it if he can do this again because uh, coming into the Derby, his credentials were more than questionable. So um, you know for him to catch lightning in a bottle twice, I, I still think is unlikely. I think he will run very well, but I I just I just don't think at the end of the day that he's going to be the guy standing in the winner's circle. All right, so the Triple Crown was established in 1932, and it's the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, Belmont. Eleven times, only 11 times, has the Kentucky Derby winner not participated in the Preakness. And Mm -hmm. this is a question. Why didn't Rich Strike compete in the Preakness, especially because horse racing is just dying for good storylines. Oh. And if you eliminate the possibility of a triple crown winner, you just you lose so many eyeballs. You lose casual fans like me. Yeah. And and attendance at, at Pimlico on Preakness Day. It was uh, much much fewer uh, than the average crowd that was, you know, of course pre COVID numbers. But it's a great question and it's one we've been debating on the television show for several weeks. I got Tony's take on it uh, when he was on. Um, but yeah, I mean that that cuts right to the chase of that of the biggest question of all is the Kentucky Derby winner somehow you know bound or 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 you know it, it, it should it be almost a requirement for the Kentucky Derby winner for the goodness of the sport to advance on to the Preakness then. In my mind, and and that's of course assuming that it's a healthy horse and there's nothing nothing mm-hmm. physically wrong with him. Well, they declared him fit as a fiddle two days after the race, and the very next day they said, "Well, it'll be best for the horse to keep him on his schedule." And and uh, we had been planning on going to New York all along, and you know, 
it, it, it's Eric Reed, who's a lifelong horse guy, who's never really been in the spotlight, you know, kind of a smaller middle road operator. And, you know, maybe five weeks off, of course, that's probably going to be beneficial to any horse over just two weeks. But, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like, to answer your question, that there's a responsibility on behalf of the industry and, and everyone that, that is involved. I, I used the analogy with Tony uh, the other day of uh, when Baltimore, Maryland County, the only 16 seed to ever knock off a, a top seed in Virginia a couple of years ago, what if their coaches said, you know, my team's really worn out, and I, I think it's just best for our team that, that we don't come right back in two yeah. days and play. We want to rest until Sunday or until, until the next round. Uh, that's just not how it works. So I, I, I think that's the analogy that I would draw. To me, that, that defection from the Preakness is almost on that level. Executive Director, Birmingham Racing Commission, Kip Kiefer, joining us on this Tuesday edition. We're talking about the Belmont. You know, we talk about race car drivers and the amount of money that goes into just the car, the team, and the building of a championship team like that. What is the cost of, of, of with, when it comes to putting a horse on a track and all that goes into that? Can, can you get them kind of a rundown for our audience of what that looks like and the detail of all that and just the the financing and the pricing of something like that, what does it cost to, to even get into the races? Yeah, I mean, of course the initial investment varies wildly. I mean, you've got, you've got everything, and you've got so many different levels of track, so there's a place that, that all horses can find. But at this level, typically, uh, you've got just, you know, in, in some cases, multi-million dollar investments just to buy the uh, the horse when they're when they're first offered for auction, or uh, if if you do have a a mare that uh, is is of real top quality and you breed that mare to a uh, a, a top line sire, uh, you might be you know looking at an initial investment of you know forty five or fifty thousand dollars just for that, and of course that doesn't guarantee guarantee you anything, um, but so. The front end cost can be considerable, or it can be pretty thrifty. In the in the in the case of Rich Strike, who's the the, the the guy, the horse of the moment right now, uh, he was bred at Calmuet Farms, which is one of the uh, most prestigious Lexington-based operations. Um, you know, they they have their own line of sires and mares, so you know their preliminary cost wasn't that much. But um, they tried to race the horse themselves. They obviously weren't very high on him. Uh, but the, the training and the and the upkeep, I mean, that's a tremendously expensive proposition. And good thing horses only eat basically oats and oats and hay because uh, <laughs> the cost would really be extraordinary. But as far as just the care and maintenance and training, I mean, you've you've, you've got uh, you've got considerable investment uh, in a horse. I I've seen all kinds of wildly different. Uh, estimates on the on the the price of of maintaining a horse in a in a in a trainer's operation uh, over a period of time, but it you know it 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 it, it ends up being several thousand dollars a week uh, just to just to house and train and and feed a horse. So you've got a lot of investment Sounds in there. Like a kid. Uh, in Rich Strike's yeah. case, they basically gave up on him and 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 put him in a claiming race, which is another aspect of the sport that a lot of folks don't understand. Horses are bought and sold all the time. If 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 an owner uh, wants to see if he can get out with a little bit of a profit, 
they put Rich Strike in his in his second career start in a thirty thousand dollar claiming race. So Eric Reed and Rick Dawson, the owner, uh, put in a slip before the race and won a shake of five other people that tried to claim the horse. Bought him for thirty thousand dollars. So the Rich Strikes of the world are the ultimate bargain since now he's already won a two billion dollar race at, at Churchill and almost insured the fact that he's going to be a valuable sire. So it ranges wildly, but. It is not a cheap enterprise to get into, but there's a lot of business going on behind the scenes and horses being bought and sold all the time. Real shrewd operators, uh, you know, a lot, look at the business a lot of times just from that a- aspect and just try to make uh, somewhat of a profit or a tidy profit on each of the horses they control. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's a very interesting game when you get into the intricacies of it. Kip, we only have a couple seconds here. Uh, give us so uh, your viewpoints. Obviously, uh, you missed a little bit on the Derby. You nailed it on the previous. Uh, you, and you, I, you, I, I went big on your suggestions. Kip. No, he did. He, but, but, but he made up for it on the Preakness. <laughs> he made up for it on the Preakness. Well, man, he did well. Defense, so let's end it on a real quick. In my defense of the Derby, I said the favorites are going to be Zandon and Epicenter. I said I, I have a feeling that they're going to run second or third. And they both ran second and third, so I wasn't completely off. But yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't do you well with Rich Strike. I picked four other long shots and did not go that way. Uh, as far as the Belmont, I, you know, I, I think Rich Strike will run well. I don't really think he'll win, and I don't want to disparage his jockey Sonny Leone. But this is really a big stage. He, nobody even knew he was riding in the Derby. They put him in the last second. Now he's had a bunch of media attention and. And uh, he's kind of a journeyman. Now he's riding against the Ortiz brothers and Joel Rosario and the greatest riders in the sport. So I, I don't think he'll hurt the horse's chances, but I don't think he enhances them either. So, I, you know, and I'm skeptical, as I've already talked about, we the people. So Mo Donegal and Nest, the two Todd Fletcher horses. Uh, Todd Fletcher's won the Belmont four times. I think he's been second seven or eight other times. Uh, he's based in New York. Nest is a filly, and if he thinks she can get a mile and a half, then I'm not going to argue with a guy who's won about 4,000 races. So uh, I, I really like his two horses in the race. Mo Donegal is the second choice of 5-2. to two. Nest is a pretty good by value at 8-1. to one. And if I had to throw in a sleeper, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll give you a creative minister for Ken McPeak. He's at 6-1, to one, kind of an in-between odds horse that ran really well in the Preakness, came up for third, and maybe closer to the pace. We the people will certainly be on the lead. I just don't know about a mile and a half. I think they will run that horse down. So um, I, I, if I had to give a top pick, I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb and go with the Philly. Nest at 8-1. to one. There you go. All right. I love it. Hey, Kip, thank you so much for your time, man. We'll catch up Thanks, soon, Kip. okay? Thanks, I'll talk Kip. to you tomorrow. Guys, always enjoy it. Thanks. Right. Have a great show. I, I, I hate to be a I'm not being a poo pooer because Kip obviously knows more about horses than I do. Although I have a nose as long as a horse. Why, Tony? Why the long face? It's just my nose. Um, <laughs> I, you heard it here. Rich Strike will either finish seventh or eighth in that race. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the fact that an 81 to one shot. I think it was a great story. I think that's another reason why it didn't run in the Preakness. And I think they should not run it in the Belmont and go stud it right now and make every dime they can because this is a race horse that likes to lay back. It was a blistering pace that first quarter mile. It set a record the Derby. Somehow it meandered its way through. It was an unbelievable race. But if it lays back in a mile and a half, it will peter out down the downstretch. It'll come in seventh or eighth. You heard it right here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. I don't think you can bet on a horse to come in eighth, can you?
Tony, <laughs> Tony Arcario <laughs> on the show. And I'll be sitting on the hot side of Legion Field <laughs> with no hot dogs. All right, that was the executive director of Birmingham Race Commission, Kip Kiefer, previewing the Belmont. We appreciate Kip coming on and doing that with us. All right, Tony Curry in the house. we got Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show live from AVX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel's Cottage. 
Sportsgrid.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Hi, welcome back in. One of the big stories today, and we're talking about horse racing, uh, but uh, this has nothing to do with that. (laughs) It's PGA and Dustin Johnson and a number of other golfers uh, days after announcing he would play in the inaugural Live or LIV Golf event this week in London, Dustin Johnson indicated he has resigned from the PGA Tour entirely. The two-time major winner, former uh, world number one, the biggest name to officially defect from the PGA Tour, Sergio Garcia, uh, Louis Usenhaisen. That's a tough one. Charles uh, Swartzel, uh, <laughs> and I'm always wrong. Brandon Grace and uh, have also resigned their memberships. Uh, joining uh, Kevin Na, who did uh, so over the past weekend. Phil Mickelson announced my- Monday that he is playing on the uh, Live Tour as well, indicated that he intends to keep his PGA Tour lifetime membership. Now, I resign my membership from the Tour. This is Dustin Johnson, and I'm going to play here for now. That's the plan. What the uh, consequences are going to be, I can't comment on how the Tour is going to handle it. I can't answer for the majors, but hopefully they're going to allow us to play. Uh, Johnson is ex- exempt from uh, for all four majors, but the U.S., GA and RNA, uh, the entities controlling the upcoming U.S. Open and Open Championship, have indicated whether they will prevent live golf players from competing. Now, Johnson's decision is a way of sidestepping the possibility of punishment or litigation that could await PGA Tour members who defy the Tour's orders not to play in the live events. The question of whether PGA Tour members are employees or independent contractors is a murky one, likely to end up in courtrooms, but Johnson effectively removed himself from any legal battles over his status. The resignation takes Johnson off the tour's weekly schedule of tournaments. He is now ineligible to play for the Ryder Cup or President's Cup tournaments. Last fall went 5-0 and to help the United States to a thorough dismantling of Europe. And if someone, he said, wants to play on the Ryder Cup for the U.S., this is PGA of America's uh, CEO, Seth Wall, uh, said last year they're going to need to be a member of the PGA of America. They get their membership through being a member of the PGA Tour. The Ryder Cup is unbelievable, Johnson said, and definitely means a lot to me. I'm so proud to say I played and represented my country, and hopefully I'll get a chance to do that again, but I don't make the rules. So the uh, inaugural event for the LIV or Live event held at Centurion Club uh, Golf Course outside of London begins Thursday with a $25 million purse, including $4 million to the winner. The Saudi-backed venture plans to have eight events this year. will scale upward in coming years through a $2 billion pledge from the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and uh, some reports that he got a $150 million kind of signing bonus to uh, join the live tour, which is amazing. So he he loves supporting his country yet. He goes to one who is, is just over the top bad. (laughs) There, there you go for descriptions, but um, haven't they been known to punish people for being gay? They've got blood money. Yeah. Let's break this down. So the league is run by, LIV Live Golf Investments, which is backed by 
Public Investment Fund, PIF, which is essentially the financial arm of the Saudi Arabian government. And Saudi Arabian government had directly tied to um, killing the Washington Post reporter uh, and uh, the execution of a Washington Post reporter, horrible record on human rights, uh, people being executed for being uh, homosexual. And it's just like, why do you want to get in bed with these guys? Money. Money. And awful well, lot. And now, so, you know, now, I mean, just for the health the of NBA the sport. the NBA with China. I mean, NBA in China, same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, the, 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 there's all these, you know, circumstances uh, outside of the game itself that you go, okay, why, why, why put yourself there? Why let that be a driving market for a particular sport if, if you don't believe or have the same, um, you know, thoughts about things that go on in those particular countries? Now, not to say that ours has always been uh, the best when it comes to other things as well. Uh, but we are the best country, I think, in the world, and uh, I think that standing up for yours and and, and the, these guys, it's all about money. It's all about opportunity. Uh, Jack Nicholas turned it down. He was the first guy they approached. Uh, Greg Norman came in and said, "Hey, I'll take this over." I'm sure for, for money reasons as well. And, he, and even Dustin uh, Johnson said, "He said, look, I've, this is about my family. 150 million dollars. I mean, that's." A huge I'm impact. sure his family was suffering on the PGA. Yeah, he's yeah, wearing, right. married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I mean, come Wait, on. What has she got? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Enough said. I love J- Dustin Johnson. Uh, but, guys, what is your uh, sort of quick analysis of what this means for the sport of golf, Matt, uh, that you now have a, a fractured – a fractured sport, essentially. Half of the best players in the world are going to be uh, playing in this new uh, startup, and half the players are going to be on the PGA Tour. What kind of sanctions is a PGA going to enforce if guys well, play in that and then try and come back and play in the United that, States? They said that Phil Mickelson can come and play in because the U.S. Open. He has a lifetime. Because he has a lifetime exemption. exemption yeah. Okay, but these other guys? Uh, at one time, the PGA was going to... Kind of said, yeah, there or us, yeah. But I think they've relaxed their stance on that just a little bit. But are they going to uh, tr- try and uh, battle this other league? And it it creates quite an issue mm-hmm. when it comes to what you just read about Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, you know, I don't want to appear all that great and holier than thou, yeah. but I, I don't believe I'd play over there. if they had radio over there and this was the same deal. I'm not sure I'd go to Saudi Arabia. Of course, they're not paying 150 million. But I Jay's not paying you 150 million. Uh, you need to get need, a better agent. Uh, if they paid you 10 million, would you go over there <laughs> for radio? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to appear like I'm Mr. Morals over here, right. but I don't think no. that I could serve in that country any, under any capacity. Um, I do find what Greg Norman, he's the president, right? Yeah, uh, has called Jack Nicholas a hypocrite. Jack initially said, I'm okay with this, I wish them luck. They offered him a bundle. He turned it down. He's changed his mind, and he said that his loyalty re- remains with the PGA, which he helped start, found, and prosper. But now, because you know, he's I- changed his mind, uh, Greg Norman comes out and calls him a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, what about I'm twenty a, million dollars a, and a Bugatti? Would you would go over and do it then? <laughs> You know, you know, a crazy story. Bugatti, yeah, is, yeah, great ja- car. You know, Jack Nicholas is being sued by Nicholas Companies for breach of contract because he was gonna. Think, he, he was thinking be, about like doing sued that by himself. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. 
That's crazy. That's the uh, company, company he started is now suing him. Yeah. But about his, what? Well, guess what? Name, image, and likeness. Isn't that the base of that lawsuit? Probably. Uh, they breach probably breach it, of right? contract. Breach, uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of complicated, but. All right, we'll dive into more of that and some other football news coming up for you. We had recruiting news yesterday on the Monday edition, but uh, more to talk about on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 70. Or tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high, 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide. The best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Great sponsors, Rock and Roll Sushi, and uh, get out and check them out. Where they got the Hoover location, they got Trustful, they got Downtown location now, uh, Tuscaloosa, and uh, many more that are around and are coming as well. But uh, they're a great support, not only of us, but also Striker Strong, which we support at the big golf tournament coming up as well. Uh, what October, I think it is, uh, for uh, Robbie and all the guys there. But um, yeah, get out to Rock and Roll Sushi. Great supporter of our show, but great supporter of our community. And you absolutely love the food, and they still need help. Need, need workers, so uh, be able to do that and be a part of that at Rock and Roll Sushi, which is outstanding. All right, another outstanding thing is some good news. Mr. Matt Coulter got of his grandson, if you don't mind sharing us some of that and uh, talking about uh, the news that you guys got. Well, a little over uh, three years ago, my daughter went to get Cole ready for school or daycare, uh, ready for his day, <clears throat> and his legs fell out from under him. And <clears throat> She said, okay, it's just a kid being a kid. Then she did it again, uh, so she immediately called her pediatrician pediatrician says don't don't stop don't pass go mm-hmm. straight to children's that afternoon he had a port in he had leukemia <sighs> and three years later and some change um cole went to children's yesterday with his brother and his sister and his mom and daddy and he got uh they sang a little song about being chemo free mm-hmm. not having to have chemo anymore but uh he doesn't have any of that in his system anymore and it was just a wonderful wonderful day for uh and i can't tell you how proud i am of my daughter son-in-law and their family because it affects everybody and it affects their grandpapa too um when i saw the video yesterday i literally broke down how, how taxing it's, has this been on your daughter and I just, just her whole family it, it very but they just they're so dang strong um every once in a while i could tell how tired she was but it never stopped her um, I tried to help her as much as she could, but she wanted to be there with her son and with her family. And, um, you know, she wanted to weather that storm, not by herself, but she's strong enough to do it. And Micah Murphy, her husband, equally as strong. It was a, it's incredible news yesterday and, uh, tears were tears of mighty joy were 
shed. And there thank you for letting me share. How old is there, Cole? There's the Cole uh, is six. Yeah, there. Yeah, they come in and they sing this little song about being chemo free. And be honest with me, well, honestly, <laughs> Cole's in the middle. I think my older grandson and daughter are just kind of like, what, what's what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, it oh, was awesome. it was a beautiful beautiful moment and um i thank you guys for letting me share and um there are uh, there are others listening to this that have been affected by this horrible disease and my prayers and thoughts are with you and certainly with my family as well thanks guys I, that means those, a lot uh, to me those have. doctors in pediatric oncology are just uh angels that yeah i literally. mean it's just it's it, it i next door neighbor of mine was a is a pediatric oncologist and uh you know i, I just asked her how do you do it she's mm -hmm. like hey i'm just trying to fight the good fight yeah you know mm. one quick thing and people ask how you do it <clears throat> to be very blunt with you you don't have a choice mm -hmm. you know yeah. this is your ditch god has sent you this ditch and you battle through it the best you can and um that's the, people ask you how do you do that? Well, you you do it because love, love, yeah, love, faith, yeah. Christianity. Love, yeah. love, love, love. God bless Cole. That's awesome. All right. Uh, we'll continue on the other side. Hour number two coming up next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show, live from ABX. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, as we uh, got a lot to dive into here in this next uh, segment and uh, getting ready for game number three for the NBA as well between the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors and also more news coming out of Kyle Chabon and the uh, SEC meetings from this past weekend. So a lot to dive into here in hour number two. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Hopefully you've had a chance to get out and experience it for yourself. Your friends, your family, your coworkers. We call it the bowling of this generation, and you'll love it. Top Golf of Birmingham, also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, uh, any other things you, you guys want to hit on as far as the uh, golf I want, stuff? I want to hit on Top Gun. Top Gun. I went yes, to watch it yes, yesterday. So you, yeah. it, all right, everybody I know who's seen it just absolutely loves it. So give us your uh, review, Jay. thought it was great. I uh, thought they did a great job connecting dots. Uh, taking back, going back to the history of everything that went on um, with Goose. His son is Rooster. Uh, in the oh, uh, yeah, that's his call name. I love that. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> also goes back to um, remember the Admiral's daughter that he that, that the very beginning and said, you know, you slept with the Admiral's daughter mm-hmm. and this is why you've been in trouble. Then they were going to send you to Top Gun and you know you keep getting in trouble that type. Of, we get introduced to her because we weren't introduced to her in the first mm-hmm. one, right? Okay, yeah. so we're introduced to her. Um, and then some other moments, I don't want to give away everything, but they do a really good job of going back and just kind of retracing that history and then bringing it to the present. And, um, uh, again, Tom Cruise was phenomenal and really all the actors, uh, part of it. I can't remember the actor that's in it, um, that, that plays, um, uh, Goose's son, uh, again, Rooster call sign. And he is, he, he is a phenomenal actor. Uh, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. You'll recognize him, but I, I think they did a great job. Picking him, um, you know, at once he plays great balls of fire on the piano. Oh, yeah. Just like, you know, Goose did uh, in the first one. So there just a lot of connections to the first one and a lot of things and scenes that they did that reminded you a lot of, like, they had a, a beach uh, football game instead of a beach volleyball game. They had uh, John Hamm have, plays a really good role in it. And then they had some of the guys who were there before. And then Val Kilmer has a very short part, which he's – really. Yeah, which he's sick, and yeah, uh, yeah, and he played that role that he's sick, and in in actually, uh, but a very touching moment there as well for for them and with uh, Maverick and Iceman. But I was I watched it at the Lux Theater, which is on Lakeshore, and they redid that theater back during 2020 during all the you know uh, COVID stuff, and it is awesome. You walk in, it's got a pizza place, a bar, it's got uh, pretty much all the kinds of food you want, plus the normal. Uh, movie food they give you a, 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 a buzzer like so you like order a, a dozen wings and they buzz you you walk down and get, they bring it to the door or, or right into the theater and you go down and pick it up and bring it up to the stairs i think there's certain parts of where you can actually order they bring it to you 
uh, but um, the seats recline. It's you know, and, and I know that's kind of the new. I haven't been to the movies in years. I haven't been to one in ten years, probably. Probably me too. And and, and in the and, theater, yeah. And, and there was a giant screen. I don't, I don't know if you call it an IMAX, but it was about that size, huge screen, and you could feel every thrust of the airplanes um, in, oh, wow. in in this movie theater, and and the seats and stuff. But yeah, you could recline back and just really, and it has like you know has uh, tables that slide to so where you know like you're able to put your food on and eat and all that and. and Really just curious, and, and it's spread out. Like, everybody, you don't feel like you're right on top of each other. I mean, throughout the entire movie theater, you have a lot of arm space and uh, a lot a lot of room. If, stuff. So really, really great experience. If you haven't been in 10 years, you need to go just for what he described. I know. No kidding. My son and I went to see Ford versus Ferrari, which was another good film to see because it had action and, and sound. I love sound in movies. And they have made so many strides in that area. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. I don't think my recliner is as nice as some of the things they have in these theaters. <laughs> Josh, look up and, look up Lux. It's L U X on Lakeshore, and I know he's showing some of the videos right now or some of the pictures. I'm sorry, Matt, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Uh, I was just urging, yeah. and, and and I want to go see this movie too, but I don't know about two guys our age go How? to the movie together. That kind of creeps me out. <laughs> but um, is this right now? I'm looking at the cast. Ed Harris, who's one of my all time favorite actors, he's in this. You may not yeah, remember. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm, the guy from John the ad, ad show. That's right. Mad Men. Anthony Edwards comes back. Mm -hmm. Goose died, but how do, okay. You can <laughs> give away this little, this little bit. Cause I don't, I don't like to get too much hints right. on movies. Sure. What does Goose come back as? Is he a, like a memory or? Yes. It's just memories. That's all it is. Yeah. He didn't come back yet actually, but. It's, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So he's getting an actor's credit. Mm -hmm. For having been in the first movie, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. How are the uh, flight scenes different from the, the the first Top Gun? A lot more intense, and in and, and the ability to see it, and and I, you know, look, they they say that Tom Cruise flew a lot of this yeah. because he has a, a fighter's pilot license, um, and and some of the things um, that they did. This is not. This may be one of the theaters that are there. Uh, there there's the big screen theater that has the black seats and the blue seats. I think it is. If you can find that. It's called the Giant Theater, but uh, with the big giant screen. I think you had it up, but it was on like a side view before. But it it's uh, it was a great experience, and I, I really tell you, there it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it right there. So the the, uh, the the D box is where I think you know that's kind of the premium seats where we were just right above, right up, right above them, and um, which were great seats up there. And then there's more seats going up. You can't really see them, but as you can see, recline. They have they have the the things that swing around. In order to uh, put your food on and stuff, really, really great so, uh, job that they've done there. Put your and the sound yeah. was just unbelievable. And you see all the speakers that are all throughout that uh, that theater. But um, yeah, good job by them. And and again, I mean, you can go there, you know, grab a pizza, get something to drink, you know, hang out before the, before the movie starts. Um, and then you got tons of stuff that you can go in and then, uh, and eat as well. And again, they deliver that food right there to the door. And I think in the in the D box suits, uh, suite seats is where they bring you the food. They've done the same kind of thing up there in that area, too, with uh, another, another. Say what you want about Tom Cruise, but mm -hmm. the, 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 he, was so, he was good in the original Top Gun, and the guy can act. He can act. And, uh, he's, he's not he also, just, he's he, not he, just he, Mission Impossible. He, right. um, has he aged at all? No. I mean, he looks phenomenal in the he movie. He hasn't yeah. grown any either, though. Let's, <laughs> let's note that. Yeah. I mean, oh. I've... But you know, yeah. he's... There, I tower over him. I think people think about that he was good in. Risky he's 50, Business. He's 59. Risky Business Tom was Cruise an incredible 59. movie. And he Risky, looks a lot like business. he did in the...
Yeah, it, he he does a great job of playing on yeah. exactly what he was, a high school senior. But uh, I'll argue with anybody that says he can't act if you just go watch Rain Man. Oh, that's yeah. a great movie. I mean, he nailed that role. He did. Yep. And um, yet, uh, I guess Dustin Hoffman. How old do you think out. Brad Pitt is? Uh, 56. 58. 58. Val Kilmer, 62. Kelly McGillis, 64. I'm guessing Kelly McGillis is not in the movie. She's not. Doesn't appear yeah. here. Um, she's not in it. Now, he, I mean, but he has, I mean, and again, look, when you have that kind of money, there's a lot of things you can do. And I'm not saying he's had work done, but you, there's a lot of things you can do to, to, <laughs> yeah. to look young and stay young. And, and you can tell too that he's, you know, yeah, make, make up of stuff that's been being yeah. used for that, but uh, outside of that, even when he's on the beach and they, they're, you know, he's in great shape, yeah, as well. And but it was they, well, they, they did a really good when job. Basically, your full time job is to be in shape. Mm -hmm. You can be in shape. Uh, they make that kind of money. Well, and it's, <laughs> even I could do that. It, it, but Chris Quiet, uh, uh, who I've had, which I really like a lot, um, is an actor. He's talked about this where he'll gain a ton of weight, but they've got the nutrition, they've got mm -hmm. the weight trainers. I mean, they can get in shape in like two months. Because it's designed specifically for them, it's intense, and it probably costs about a hundred grand to do it, to do it in two months. But they get it done. Um, so, but it's yeah, it's, it was a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I've been looking forward to going to see it. Went with Harrison and some of his UAB uh, teammates, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Is it like top ten all time good? Uh, I mean, or I mean, are we talking like a lot of people? Like I good, Goodfellas, Godfather. It was really good. Star Wars. Yeah, there's just so many. I mean, for me, there's so many great movies, and this is I, I almost never put sequels more than the the first, right? So it's hard for me to put this one ahead of the, any of those that I would say that were the bet when I first saw them. I had no clue what the movie was going to be about, nothing that really surprised me or got caught up in it. So, um, but yeah, I, it's definitely uh, top twenty. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, we got to go, Matt. All right. Very good. Uh, and we got to go to theater, theater. I mean, where it's you get all the bells and whistles, and I guess where Jay went. But uh, what we probably discussed this before. What's your go-to uh, movie food? Star Wars. No food. Oh, food. Yeah, when um, you, you get a soda <laughs> and then uh, uh, lemonheads. Really? Or, really? or Mike and Ike's? Oh, you now we have discussed <laughs> yeah, we have it you said this, yeah. <clears throat> Mike and Ike's. I can't remember what you said, Jay. Mine's popcorn. I do nachos sometimes, but popcorn is always the go-to. Yeah, and sometimes I used to do milk duds, but they're just so bad for they the are. teeth. Yeah, I mean, and I'm getting old. I'm afraid it's going to pull one out. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I used to buy um, popcorn at when, this when, when I could do this, <laughs> and not and then like not not gain an ounce. Um, but I'd buy popcorn, put the butter all in it, and I would then. Uh, soft it up really good, and then get two bags of M and M's and dump them <laughs> oh in. Dump them in. Yeah. Oh man, the chocolate, the peanut that. butter. I mean, the peanut yeah. and the uh, the uh, popcorn and the uh, M and M's. Oh, that. So, good. have you ever had that? No. It. it it's is that, is that an Alabama good. thing? Uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think popcorn or M and M's is indigenous I, to Alabama. I did now. I did get popcorn <laughs> last time we went to a USFL game. My uh, kids, my kids all got a big. I got them a big uh, each one tub of popcorn. Yeah, uh, each one. Yeah, and I let them. I made the mistake of letting them bring it to the car for the ride home, and yeah, all of it, it, all of it, ended up on the floor. Now I do remember in Arkansas, <laughs> we'd go to the drive-in and uh, we would order poke salad and turnip green. Mm. How y'all y'all are looking at me like I'm serious? 
I'm not serious. <laughs> Drive-ins were big in Arkansas, though. Did y'all go to many? I went to some. Yeah, we had, went out when to you had point. parents. You, man, yeah. we had three young kids. Mm-hmm. That was about the only place our parents could take us and and keep us under control. Look at that. that's one of the lux ones right there. They're delivering the food. Yeah, sitting back. I mean, that's that one right there is actually. I don't know where that's located. That's unbelievable. Good stuff. All right, uh, and you know, we've talked about this for years. This was where the movie theaters were going to have to go to do this kind of to get people Absolutely. back. Absolutely, you know, to get, to it's going to have to be like a high end experience. Mm-hmm. I bet it's high end on the cost too. But, how, yeah. how, much, how much was the ticket? I think they were fourteen. Oh, really? That's not yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. It costs you more in gas to go. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I started thinking. I was like, okay, our thirtieth anniversary of the national championship games this year would be awesome to have like. Get all the teammates together and watch on that big screen. Yeah. <laughs> be a lot of you fun. You know, I think you could make that happen. We might can. You could get some NIL money <laughs> 30 years you ago. Guys have, you, is, is there a plan? Right. Is there a plan for the anniversary yet? Uh, not that I know of. But well, really? You know, You're the guy bit. who's got to do it. You're the quarterback, <laughs> yeah. man. Get on it. It's either you or Antonio. Antonio, yeah. I'll let Antonio do it. Langham. All right. We'll, uh, we'll come back. We'll take a break and uh, get back into sports. But, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. Give it a, I give it a thumbs up. Big thumbs time. up. Yeah. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 89, tonight's low 70. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back in, and thank you for listening into our uh, Top Gun Maverick conversation there, uh, talking about going out and watching it uh, last night. Harrison just came by as well to pick up some stuff. Told me to tell Matt and Lars hello. He said he wished he could come in, but he was in a hurry to get back to some workout stuff there at UAB. But I uh, wanted to say hello to everybody. He's listening in. All right, um, Lars, you got uh, a topic you brought up during the break. You said it's kind of one that it's like a it's a fun sort of barroom discussion. Right. And the NFL just put out a tweet from their official Twitter account uh, asking the question, what's the greatest single game performance you've ever seen? And I, I just thought, hey, let's uh, tweak it a little bit. And I wanted to ask you guys, what's the greatest single game performance you've seen in college? The greatest single game performance your eyes have seen in college doesn't have to be live. It could be on television, but what sticks out in your memory? And for me, it is crystal clear. Matt, we'll start with you. Well, what immediately comes to mind, and it, it's very foggy in my memory because it happened when I was five, I think. Um, Leroy Jordan had 31 tackles against Oklahoma in the 63 oh, right. Orange Bowl. 
And I just, first of all, that's just mind-boggling. You know, what does a guy get now and have a great game? Nine, ten? He had yeah. 31 tackles. So, that immediately comes to mind. But I'm going to guess what you're going to say. Okay? Okay. I'm, I'm making this game. I even, told you it's not Nebraska-related. Right. And, and that helped. It's probably Vince Young. Close. Because, <laughs> I mean... He that was a lot. Yeah. That was pretty that, that incredible. Is, that is the greatest game I've ever seen. Uh, and, uh, Texas, way up there Texas, with me, too. Texas beating uh, USC in the national championship. But, uh, all right, Jay, before you go, I'll, I'll go. Okay. Um, it, it was when uh, October, I think, 22nd, 2010, Cam Newton against LSU. And he ran for 217 yards. And not only that, it was that Heisman moment that he had when he dragged Patrick Peterson into the end zone on that long touchdown run. I mean, just sensational. And then years later, I, you know, become close with Bruce Arians when he was uh, with the Cardinals, coaching the Cardinals. And um, he told me that Patrick Peterson is is the best overall football player he's ever been around. Mm. And Cam Newton just dogged him on that play and 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 also i mean in a larger extent uh cam newton is the greatest college football player i've seen with my own eyes well and i will i will go a little bit double down on that <clears throat> and you're gonna not like this i'm gonna hide um i i still think cam newton's role as quarterback on auburn's national championship team is the best one year mm-hmm. i've ever seen yeah. now burrow Burrow's very close. Uh, I'd uh, go with Cam. You would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jay Barker. I mean, a- and that game was also against <clears throat> LSU. Yeah. It was ranked sixth in the country. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just spectacular. And it was I was there covering it that day, covering the game that day, and uh, it was just spectacular. God, so many of them running through my mind right now. I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is I was a part of it, 92, but it was defense. The defense, their performance that night against Miami – Came in as a, po- a high-powered offense, and you know the Teague running uh, Lamar Thomas down, still in the ball. I mean, just nothing could go wrong on that side of the ball. The turnovers, what they did, the way that they performed was just so dominating. Staying with Alabama, 2011, I think it was against LSU in the championship game. They never got past the 50-yard oh, yeah. line. One zero. Yeah, thought, thought that was one of the greatest performances that, that, that I've too. seen in college. Uh, as well, uh, probably almost every game I watched David Palmer play in that I was a part Golly. of was a great performance. Um, but but I, I didn't realize it was college at first. So my, my first initial uh, thought was the was it 1997 flu game for um, oh, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, when he came Utah back in the finals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Game five, I think it was. And. He ended up with, I think, like 38, but it was like 38 points, tennis, I mean, like everything. Iconic image of Scottie Pippen, like, yeah. almost dragging yeah, him yeah. off the court. Yep. yep. But there's so many. I mean, I, I think what about, about Van, you think, against Georgia. Think, yeah, that was, you know, awesome. I think I mean, Van, you were uh, <laughs> second and a half. Fire, man. Yeah. You were on fire. Van Tiffin, the 52 yarder. That, 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 and I, I would say that entire fourth quarter, both Alabama and Auburn in 1985. It's the best fourth quarter I've ever seen in my life. And, and, and you know who else agrees? Frank Broyles, because he said it. Yeah. Keith, that's the finest fourth quarter of football <laughs> I've ever seen. That sounds just like him. Pretty close. Well, he's awesome. Arkansas guy. I'm Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, what about NFL? Greatest single performance you've seen? You know, the one that comes to mind immediately is the Chargers and the Dolphins 
Kellen Winslow. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, that's I mean, you're talking about, and they call. literally mm-hmm. did call, carry him off the field. Massive cramps. Um, I mean, the guy blocks what a field goal and uh yeah. Um, so I mean that one, but there are there there are others. Yours would be which Burrow game? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I would say the comeback by Frank Wright. Um, and the Buffalo Bills yeah. against the Houston uh, Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. They were Never down by like 28. Jack Pardee about that game. And I'd, I'd say Brady's come back in the Super Bowl. You know, against down the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals against the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I put this on on my on Twitter. Like I, I filmed it right, and uh, yeah, I and I put it. it back on me, and it's like I'm experiencing rapture. Yeah, it's <laughs> he, great. he drills the like 53 yarder to to win the game in Nashville. That was fun. That reminded uh, me of just how wonderful sports are, and uh, uh, oh, the memories. Great to be a fan. Yeah. It's great to because you know when you're covering it, it's like you you, you have to be detached. You know, you're really rooting. And this is cliche to say, but you're rooting for the story, and you want a good story. And but you know, when you can finally lose that after 25 years, I think it all just came out in that moment. And it's funny, like uh, Dan Horde, who's the play-by-play guy for the Bengals. Uh, he, after I put it on Twitter, he, uh, he, uh, DM'd me and he's like, that was my call without the F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause you could hear a few oh, in yeah. your video. <laughs> so many great, spot. great performances. How about you? Great NFL game, Matt? Uh, you Winslow. Oh, Winslow. Yeah. You know, um, there's some quarterback and, and, uh, and running back performances at, uh, Seems like I remember a Monday night football game when nobody could tackle Earl Campbell. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were yeah. bouncing off his thighs. And I think it ended up being like a 6-3 game or something like that. But uh, I remember this because we got thrown out of a Mr. Gaddy's in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I love Mr. Gaddy's. <laughs> By the way, this I'm, I'm taking an immediate right. But yeah. did you? I got to show you all the AL.com story somebody did on restaurants in Tuscaloosa that are no longer there. Mm-hmm. Posies? Did you ever eat I'm sure meeting I, three at Posies? I'm sure I did. Uh, yeah, that, it was it was a great article. But um, I digress. Is City Cafe still there? Yeah, in Northport. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the list, so I'm assuming it was there. But you remember the landing? Oh yeah. I had buddies of mine that were bartenders there. <laughs> yeah. That was like Tuscaloosa's only upscale place. Yeah, that's right. And th- <laughs> let me tell you, if you were a student, that you could Cyper- not afford. Cypress Inn. Uh, well, Cypress yeah. might not have been there when you were there. Uh, no, they built it uh, two or three years after I left. Yeah. That was the place. Oh. Yeah, because it was right on the banks of the you Warrior could hit, River. You could hit a golf ball across the river. You get uh, free dinner. Oh, wow. So you go down there and try to hit a golf ball across the river. And, I don't uh, remember that. No, That's it, cool. How, what was the yardage on that? Uh, it was over 300 yards. I know that much. Uh, so it, it was, it was a the, big hit. It's at one um, of the widest parts <laughs> of... Uh, but not my Twitter. <laughs> I am just losing my mind. <laughs> Lisa, there he is. There's Lars. Oh, we, uh, I, I flipped off streaming. It was just, uh, it was just so. Was I mean, it? we talked about it. Yeah. you know, right after it was, it was awesome. I mean, you had the well, best seats in the house, <laughs> literally You're in like the, up, last row, the last row, row corner. up against the garden, the, the red rail. Well, uh, you know, when we were walking, I'll be honest. That's a. I love watching games yeah. up high and in that angle. I feel like you see the field in so many ways, different ways. Because you see, because you can see things, you can open see up. things develop. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> when we're when we're walking up there, I love you it. know, we didn't. 
I, yeah. I forget what row it was, but I was just hoping, okay, if we're going to be this high, we may as just go all the way and yeah. be in the last row. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were. But, but see, in was, a game like that, you don't, you don't have to worry about anything getting thrown on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one throwing, right? I mean, if it's going to hit you, you see everything in front of you. That's why, I, you know, you, you always talk about like the back, uh, the back seat Baptist or whatever. People sit in the back of the. Yeah. I like sitting in the back because I like to have, I like to see everything in front of me. And um, as one of my buddies said, you should have been an FBI guy or a, like a secret service because I like to be aware of all my surroundings and have a, exit door. I mean, some of my oh, mind yeah. processes things like that very, very. Nah, I'm with you quickly. Um, when I'm going we were also place. we were we were able to uh, see a really nice sunset behind us over the oh, Tennessee that's River. So nice, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I just, I'm telling you, it was the. Wait, it was. It was the girl with you. Uh, no comment. No, I, mean, uh, no, no, I, I just yeah, met her yeah, there, yeah, and exactly. uh, it was two ships passing in the night, Jay. <laughs> and who's the blonde guy? Uh, don't know. Didn't, or is that a hat? That was a Harry Estes drive you yeah. to and from that game. Yeah. Longtime sports writer in the state of Alabama. Yeah, we went together, up and down in the same day. So much fun. <laughs> Where's Carrie? Where's Carrie at? I didn't see him. Uh, he's there. There he is. is that him? Is he, um, yeah. Yeah. He's not a. I mean, it's uh, a bad video. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're on anyway, Facebook Live, you're Jonathan saying, yeah. Thomas, one of our producers, uh, just text Devontae Smith against LSU 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a great um, performance. I can't believe that was 2020. He had a big time game in the national championship. Mm -hmm. Didn't he? He did. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll continue down some memory lane stuff. But uh, other news and notes for you as well. The big story today, I think, has been with the PGA. Dustin Johnson and others saying they're going to play in the Live LIV uh, golf tour over in Saudi Arabia and uh, has resigned, uh, retired in a sense, from the PGA. Uh, what's that going to mean for the PGA? How will the PGA handle that going forward? More and more players continue to do that, make that move. And will it make the PGA adjust kind of how they feel about this? without losing golfers, especially for the majors where they want the best, the best playing. And also, how would this open up for other golfers who are fighting their way to get on the tour? It's going to open up more doors, more opportunities. So uh, a lot to dive into there as well. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. All right, last time we were talking about some of the great performances, and um, as far as whether it be college, pro, uh, NFL. Um, even uh, we got got into a number of topics uh, there, but uh, uh, two guys have had a lot of great performances as coaches. That's Dabo and uh, Coach Saban. And you saw an interesting uh, article or some stats this morning, Matt, about this dealing with the playoffs. Kind of run run down the story for us. Yeah, I wanted to uh, also give credit to the writer, but I'm not sure it's an AL.com writer. Sometimes they just repost, but um, 
there have been eight years of the college football playoffs in its current format, mm-hmm. which you do the math, semifinals, finals, that's three per year. Total of 24 games. Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney have won 15 of the 24. That's pretty. Oh, first 60, of all, Nick is 63%. Yeah. So how many, is, how many has Nick got? Nine? Nine out of 24. That's probably around 40%. Um, it's 38, 38 to be exact. Oh, sorry, sorry. Round son, up, son of, son of a round up, scientist. round up when it makes me look better. <laughs> um, Kirby has three. Of course he had two this past year. Um, urban has two Orgeron has two day and Helfrich have one each, but Lars, not son of a rocket scientist, son of a colonel. Is that correct? Uh, attorney and no. colonel. Yes. Attorney and, okay. He he figured it out that there's one of the three games you can't win because it's the other semifinal game. Yeah. So really, so it's Nick just, it's has a little won, deceiving. Yeah, Nick has won nine of 16. And that, that is that, over he, That 50%. they were eligible to play. Yes. Yeah. So he's he, won nine of he the 16. He can't win both semifinal games. So right. that, that makes Nick look even more incredible. Here's it, another stat I thought was unbelievable. I saw this uh, key to a national title, and uh, Fox College Football put this out uh, this past weekend and took a picture of it. 16 or 15 of the last 16 national champs have either beaten Alabama or been Alabama. Run that by me one more time. 15 of the 16 last national champs have either beaten Alabama or they've been Alabama. That might Gee, be the most impressive that's just stat. Absolutely <laughs> off the a wall. Long time. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yes. 2006, Florida defeats Alabama. Um, LSU, 2007. Florida, 2008. Alabama wins it, 2009. 2010, Auburn beats Alabama. 2011, 2012, Alabama win it. Then 2013, Florida State. Um, let's see. That's, that's the one that did not play Alabama. Uh, 2014, Ohio State defeated Alabama in the championship. 2016, Alabama wins it. 2016, Clemson beat Alabama. 2017, Alabama wins it. 2018, Clemson beats Alabama. 2010, 2019, excuse me, um, LSU defeated Alabama. Then Alabama wins it. 2020, Georgia defeated Alabama in 2021. Wow. That's, I mean. He needs to put that somewhere in his uh, recruiting guide or over 15 of the last 16 national champs have either beaten Alabama or been the Crimson (laughs) Tide. SMAs. Okay, and what was the one year it wasn't? Uh, it was Florida State in 2013. Oh, Florida State. Yeah. And, um, but Auburn did beat Alabama that year, and Auburn lost in the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And Auburn should have won that game, actually. Mm-hmm. So it could, be 16, it could easily be 16 out of 16. Yeah. Uh, Jameson Williams did that drive. Jameson mm-hmm. Winston. Winston, excuse me. Oh, This is the, the game that... Our boy always. Uh, they, they're up. still talking about it in Columbus, Ohio, when <laughs> when uh, Ezekiel Elliott ran for like 400 yards against Alabama. Made up about it. <laughs> uh, and I what, swear, was it like, honk if, if you tried to tackle yeah, Ezekiel like, Elliott. Like, like Finkus, uh, our buddy Finkus, Matt Finkus yeah. mentions it pretty much every time we yeah. talk to him. Hey, sometimes you just gotta lick your wounds and walk to the locker room. They whipped Alabama. Well, th- that was the game that caused Coach Saban to reevaluate. The type of player he recruits. Well, and also went out and spent that time because what's his name left and went to Tom Houston. Tom Herman. And yep. he had Herman. He flew Herman into Tuscaloosa. I thought they went there. 
Or maybe uh, maybe you're right. No, I think they flew there. I forget. You're right. Yeah. Yes. And then they the whole, the whole recruiting, uh, the, whole sorry, offensive. the whole offensive staff yep. went to Houston to ask Tom Herman, "How did you do this to us?" Yeah. Yep. Which is it's brilliant. Yeah. How many coaches humble themselves enough to do that? But he just want, he wants to learn. Yeah. And understand, you know, what happened. What did you see? And he mm-hmm. and he knew with him going to Ohio, going from Ohio State to Houston, that he could do that because they weren't going to probably play yeah. Houston for a national title or any, any time during that uh, that particular season. So, well, and fast forward fun. to twenty twenty two, he may have both this year. Yeah, depends on how wide receiver and, and the running back crew comes in. But I'm you know, pretty comfortable with that. Not to change the subject too much, but are you comfortable with what Alabama will end up with at wide receiver and running back, Lars? Yes. I, Jay, I, I mean I Jay still, would Jay would know more than yeah, me, yeah. Because Jermaine now uh, Burton, the kid from Louisville, um, you got the running back uh, that came in from Georgia Tech. I mean, it's just there's a number of reasons as to why I think um, you know Demir Gibbs and you got the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, I mean Bryce Young, I, I think I, I, I think I, I think he's I the best quarterback think... in the country, but he's also probably not going to win the Heisman because C.J. Stroud yeah. at Ohio State is going to probably put up but, bigger numbers. And, and but also too, I think as you see with other quarterbacks. Uh, last year was his full year of starting. First time for for the coaches. They're going to evaluate him. They're going to look at how he moves in and out of the pocket. What's his? Where, where does he like to go? How does his feet move? Where does eye? They're, they're going to study him so hard. They'll have more data information on him this year. Trying to make it tougher on him. They'll think, do we know middle push is better? Let's keep people in his face. Let's let's, let's uh, blitz on the early downs. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff they're going to look into and really try to figure out about him. But he he's so athletic and can move around. And the, the throws that he can make. And again, I told you, you know, Braxton, who's there now as a GA, has been around Tua, Jalen, uh, Mac Jones. He's been around other NFL guys that he's known through me and other people. And he said, I've never been around a guy that can throw it the way this guy can, the way, and, and how smart he is and how quick he processes information. How do you um, think his game will translate to the NFL? Because I've seen already, you know, mock drafts from people who I trust. They got Bryce number one or two, and Will Anderson up there as well. Again, my, my only fear for him is just, I mean, again, it's the speed of the game, the size of the player. And and he can adjust and is processing the information quickly. But, you know, again, it, it, Kyler Murray's kind of taken that away. Yeah. Other, other quarterbacks uh, have taken it away, the, the idea that you can't see down the field, that you gotta, I mean, which you got to find lanes to throw in. And he does that. He is able to step around and see things and make throws from different angles. So we'll see, but I, that, that's the the only question mark I would have is, is his stature uh, in the NFL and his size. Can he take that pounding or that beating? He's not a big guy at all, yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's his physical body as well as his size, but uh, his 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 uh, IQ on the field as far as a quarterback is just off the charts. I, I've I've wanted to ask you this for a while, Jay, uh, about Tua. Uh, why do you think? He is. It's fair to categorize it that he's struggled with the Dolphins, and a lot of people believe that this is his make or break year. And it, look, he's looked good and on air seven on sevens. Uh, but why do you think he has struggled? I think coming back from an injury was tough. I mean, I, th- I think he lost some stuff there. Maybe lost a little bit of confidence and and moving around and and planting his feet and stuff like that. And 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 probably just his run game and things he did in college. I, and I've told you this before. I you know t- to me. And again, this is what I heard from inside the room and from other coaches and stuff. He was a guy that was like a guy that could play the piano or play the play the guitar that couldn't read music, uh, but was unbelievable. And I'm not saying that he's he's not. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm not saying he cannot now process those things. But he was not. He he lived off of his natural ability, and he could turn a play where he made a bad read 
he could throw a ball in a, in a place where a guy can make the catch, and you'd go, wow, look at that throw. Where his read should have been to the other side. A lot of times he wasn't processing that information in those in that offense as quickly. And I think that's what happened at the NFL. I think everything was so fast. He's now had to let things slow down, learn the offense, get better at that part of it because he has all the physical talent that you possibly now, need to play with, that with. With Tyreek Hill oh, he's got all the cool and uh, Jalen Waddle and a really good tight end over the middle. Like They've got the weapons. I, Miami, if, if Tua can take a little bit of step forward, Miami has a chance to be very good this I, I year. I agree. And y'all are kind of circling around what I wanted to point out. I think now they finally have all the pieces that need to be in and around Tua. Yeah. And enable him. Uh, pretty sad. I mean, when, pretty two, sad when you leave the college. The two fastest and, 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 wide receivers yeah. in the NFL are, are both on the same team. Yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's amazing when you leave no, college you're right. and you're Mac Jones or Tua or Jalen, and the guys you're playing with in, in the pros at those skill positions may not be as good as the guys you play with at college. That's <laughs> yeah. that's never been the case hardly <laughs> never, for anybody. Never. And uh, but that's I, been I, I, the case now for about six years at Alabama. And Ohio State, I would say. I bet oh, some yeah. of the quarterbacks that have left there have gone to pros Did, and gone, man, man, if I could have my guys back. Yeah. I mean, didn't yeah. they have two wide receivers go in the first yeah. round? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Occasionally cloudy with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms this afternoon and tonight. The high today 89, tonight's low 70. For tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms around. The high 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, as we uh, wrap up hour number two, and again presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street, Oxford Anderson. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. And if you haven't gone to Top Golf, check it out. We got the bowling of this generation, and uh, you'll love it. Whether it's coworkers, family, or friends, whether it's tailgating before or after those USFL games coming up, the World Games coming up as well. But um, yeah, it's, you'll love it. Top Golf of Birmingham. Lars, what you got? Yeah, so the story of the day really is Dustin Johnson leaving the PGA Tour to play in the LIV, live uh, the the Saudi-backed tour um, that Phil Mickelson is also playing in, and uh, also, but and so, but Dustin is done, done, on the PGA Tour, uh, will never return, and uh, the U.S. Open has said, uh, or the PGA Tour has said that they will take Phil Mickelson. He will be allowed to play in the U.S. Open because he's qualified. And then um, Tiger... That's a USGA event, too. Yes, yes. And uh, Tiger Woods announced that he is skipping the U.S. Open, but he hopes to play at St. Andrews. Um, I think that's good for Tiger. You know, he, he's he's gutting it out. He's trying. Uh, but the, the, the leg just isn't there yet. And, um, you know, I, I if anything... I think he's gaining more fans now because of the courage he's showing and and showing humility sort of well. he's showing humility, yeah, yeah. vulnerability, uh he's relatable. 
Um, you know, I, I, but I think it's a good thing, Matt, that he's he's skipping the open. Are you seeing this? This is the live golf robot driving around the media tent, offering up drinks as reporters. Yeah, it's a robot. I mean, that's. I mean, that, that's. They're going next this level. This is on our video. It's in, screen, it's in London, but yeah. it's it's hovering. Literally, it's the size of a small refrigerator, but it looks like it's see through, and you can open from each side, and it has like what Gatorade, looks like ener- energy drinks yeah, or something in there. Water. It's like a one of those. Uh, uh, that one has the like a Jack like, and a shot back <laughs> over there. See a little tequila. Yeah. Um. Wow, and, and that's kind of freak. It is, and it's back. No, okay. in, it's back in the carpet it was, as it goes. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's a Roomba. And you know how much sports writers love free stuff, really? free buffet. Yeah. And now with the Saudi-backed league, they don't. Sports writers don't even have to leave your seat in the press room. You got robots bringing you. Mm-hmm. If you could make a sports writer lazier, <laughs> they just did it. <laughs> You don't talk about sports free stuff. writers right. are the laziest. Yes. Oh my gosh! All right, real, oh. real quick, <laughs> it's not politically correct, but, but also, tell but, it. but real quick on the live golf thing. Yeah, this is good for reporters, though. Right? I mean, I mean I'm talking about as far as the, the golfers are not just financially going to get something out of this. I mean, a lot of these guys now that maybe didn't have a job, or you know, now they're saying, "Hey, we got to send somebody there." To go work on this piece, I mean, is that a good thing for reporters in, in yeah. the industry of journalism? Well, yeah, you going I mean, to Saudi? But, but but guess what? <laughs> My buddy uh, Alan Shipnuck, who wrote the Phil Mickelson book, mm-hmm. yeah, guess who didn't get a credential? I bet it was your <laughs> from buddy. the LIV. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, they wouldn't credential him. But Alan's like, screw it, I'm I'm flying to London anyway, and he's going to cover the event from uh, the from the gallery car? from the gallery. Yeah, I guess they can't prevent him from entering the course. And he's persona non grata. Um, wow! But, I mean that that book debuted. I mean we've talked about this. Uh, number two. It, excuse me, I'm, I'm still in your thunder, yeah, but it was number, number two. two on the New York Times list. Number two sports book. What was one? Oh man, I don't was know. It season in the Sun. Yeah, that one did not make the Times list. <laughs> That's odd because it's a great book. It is a good book. Uh, and timely. I mean, you wrote it in six. What six weeks right 12, after the yeah right ten, after the Super Bowl? I wrote in ten ten weeks. Yeah. It was a suicide mission. Well, we have a saying in Fayetteville, Arkansas. There's no counting for taste. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what's that? I, uh, haven't you heard it before? But no, you haven't. Jay, you've heard that. I've heard it. Yes, yeah. yes. I I guess it means that um, some people you just can't figure out. They're gonna they have their own tastes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Somebody tell a joke. That's not what we want to end on. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> authors will always say it was the marketing uh, people. They didn't market the book the right way. And so that's what I'm going with. Um, no, it, it, right it, sold, you know, it actually sold very, very well. Uh, it was in uh, airports all across the country. And uh, I was happy about that. Awesome. All right. Have a great Tuesday. And uh, we'll be back for the Wednesday edition tomorrow. And uh, we got a lot in store as we do our Women, uh, wow, Women on Wednesdays. And uh, I know Brittany will be joining us for that as well and uh, much more. So uh, stay with us tomorrow and have a great Tuesday. We'll be back. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Jonathan, our producers, getting it all done on that side of it as well. Have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McLean.